Papa John surprised us with some real estate news this week. But you know, now that I think about it, it wasn't that surprising. <laughs> I'm Laurel Deppin, and that was David Mann, and you are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. This week on the show, we have Ellie Tolbert. Hi. And Michael L. Jones. How are you doing out there? So we're going to talk to Michael about restaurants first, as it's everyone's favorite topic. Sure. Okay, Michael, so you had some news on Union 15 this week. Yes, Union 15 at Colonial Gardens closed in January, but it turned out to be temporary because Uh a couple from Jeffersonville uh, bought it. It was um, Billy and Chrissy Price, and it turns out that Chrissy has some South End roots. Uh, She was actually um, originally from the neighborhood, but... uh, Paul told me that they heard about it from friends there. So the new owners do a lot of traveling, and they said they wanted to do something different? Yes, they own the concession business. Mm. And so they were traveling to constantly between five states, and their kids had to be homeschooled, and their son wanted to go to a regular school, so they were looking for a business opportunity. And Union 15 Closing uh, provided that. And so uh, just last week, they purchased it from uh, Paul and Amanda Blackburn, who um, most people know they own Parlor and they used to own uh, Kuvion um, uh, in the German uh, Mills Lofts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I knew that name was familiar, Paul Blackburn. So Um, and then also you had some news on one of Louisville's celebrity chefs. I'm talking about Darnell Ferguson here. Uh, he sounds like he's going to be focusing on TV rather than, uh, than you know, keeping his restaurants. Yeah, he had a, a, a preview of his new uh, Food Network show, Super Chef Grudge Match at the <laughs> Ali Center. And uh, I got invited to it. Um, and uh, so it was... Uh, pretty fun time it was uh semi-formal so yeah. i had to dress up a little bit Ooh, nice. and they had mocktails <laughs> and uh hors d'oeuvres and then uh the show itself features like sh- real life chefs with grudges against one another <laughs> so uh the episode that we watched the first episode um it had uh, a Korean chef from Korea, Korean town, I guess, in California, and then a Caucasian chef to beat him in a Korean barbecue Ooh. Uh, cook-off. Ooh, that is a grudge And match. so for <laughs> 10 years, this guy has been angry about it. <laughs> and so um, not only the chefs compete for $10,000, and then they uh, have to put up their best knife. And uh, on top of it, like, this was a real grudge for this preview episode. So they they had to get the other person's, the loser had to get the other person's name tattooed on their body. Oh, my God. That is high stakes. And and the Korean chef won. He got his redemption. And so, but... uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> there's some really like big grudges going on in I the bet, kitchen. Apparently. That's crazy. I've worked in kitchens. I could see a lot of grudges forming, like you know, just because it's at such a high intensity environment. But uh, so Darnell's hosting that show, right? Yes, um, he is, and that's he's been competing and appearing on Food Network shows for seven years. But it's been his dream to have his own show. And so he's he's finally uh, getting it, and uh, like um, before the preview, they show this little clip of his life and how long it's been, and um, the, of of him dreaming about this day. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's nice. So his local restaurants, um, Super Chefs, that had been closed for a bit, and he says that's not coming back. Yeah, and um, uh, what, the, the dripping crab was the other one. Yeah, um, it, it was uh, those two uh, that he had locally. Um, Super Chefs had been closed for a while, and there was a rumor that it was going to reopen. And uh, dripping crab uh, closed last month, and uh, he just decided once this opportunity came to uh, do the show that he wanted to. Um, focus on that because it got picked up for 10 episodes which he says is unusual for the food network mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he's wants to focus on getting a season two rather than trying to you know split his uh time but he does own part of uh, restaurants in cleveland and i think there's one in alabama yeah huh well, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll he'll still grace us with his presence every now and again, even though he's going to be a big celebrity, but uh, big TV star. <laughs> yeah, uh, and his, um, you know, his family's still here. Yeah, so. and he had his event, his premiere event here uh, at the Ollie Center, like you said. Yeah, and he had been uh, appearing uh, on um, Worst Cooks in America. I guess that was. Uh, uh, kind of the kickoff, the show that he could host and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I was going to ask you what are some shows that people might see him on. So there's Worst Cooks and yeah, and he's been on like a, just a lot of competition shows yeah. on the Food Network. Yeah, Food Network's kind of been his uh, yeah. his place. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, one of one of a few celebrity yeah. chefs. And, and from his show here. is produced by uh, Guy Fieri. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they showed, uh, he played uh, a message from Guy, (laughs) uh, like, to him, like, trying to pump him up where he was, like, ridiculing him. (laughs) And he's like, you know how you talk too much and you're over energetic? I want that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's his grudge match, I guess, would be Guy, guy who also has a presence in Louisville on 4th Street Live. Um, (laughs) Like us. (laughs) Just just like us here on 4th Street Live. Uh, Guy did come when that restaurant opened. I got to interview him. You probably were I there did too. too. I was there. We weren't yeah, working at business first, but you were probably uh, you were probably writing for somebody. Yeah, like that, so. uh, I got to ask about donkey sauce and all the <laughs> yeah. different things that he has. <laughs> I really love the the ribs that he has there, um, and I remember asking him about those and. Um, and I've been back to that restaurant a few times and I've ordered those. So, um, the one complaint about that restaurant that people uh, have is that if you walk by it, your clothes will smell like barbecue. That's <laughs> so true. It's very yeah, strong, yeah. But, <laughs> but good stuff. Um, all right, we'll move on. We'll talk about another restaurant brand around here. Papa John's, of course, Papa John's has ties 
to Louisville because uh, it was founded in Jeff and then eventually moved to Louisville and became this big business here. But this week, they dropped a bombshell on us, Ellie. Um, they're selling their headquarters. So I guess uh, explain uh, why, why they decided to do that. Yeah, so Papa John's uh, announced that they're selling their Louisville headquarters. Um, in 2020, they moved part of their operation to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I think that they were building a 60,000 square foot um, new office facility yeah. there. Uh, but they did keep a significant of significant amount of their employees in Louisville. Um, it's at the building at 2002 Papa John's Boulevard. It's in... Yeah, it's kind of like, where's Papa John's Boulevard? Right. But it's off of Blankenbaker. <laughs> it's off Blankenbaker <laughs> in J-Town. Um, but they are putting that building up for sale. They basically said that they just um, have determined that that campus no longer fits their needs. Um, so I think that they are still going to keep a presence in Louisville. They said that their IT supply chain and legal teams are here. Um, but but yeah, it basically just sounds like their office is no longer what yeah. they need. And it, it was, it's a big building. It was like 200,000 square feet. Um, and I think that per our largest employers list, they have like 500 employees locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. That's a lot of space for 500 right. employees. Yeah. Um, and we don't know a price yet, but we will soon. Yeah. So um, they told me that that'll become public next week because it's going to be like listed. That's when the week. listing comes right. up. Right. We'll yeah. come live. So. They're, they're getting the Zillow in there now. <laughs> yeah. They're doing the photos. Uh, you've been kind of getting some reaction from people uh, on this news. Uh, so what have you heard? Uh, I guess from John Schnatter's the uh, the other local celebrity chef. Yeah. Who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's slinging pizzas. Yeah. He ate um, 40 pizzas in 30 <laughs> days. Yeah. Um, I got a statement from them. Um, from his team, he basically said um, that it's a sign that the company is abandoning its hometown of Louisville. Um, it was founded by Schnatter in, I think it was Evansville, Indiana, but of course its it headquarters has been Jeff, here. It was Jeff, actually. It was Jeffersonville. Yeah. I don't know why I said Evansville. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um, it, it was a man's name with Ville at the end. <laughs> exactly. Was it Evan or Jeff? I don't remember Jeff. which one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but its headquarters is here. So he, his statement um, basically says that the company is abandoning Louisville. Um, I, I wondered about that when I saw the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so it, I don't. We don't know if that's true. I mean, they say they're keeping people here, but you yeah. Know. I mean, are they going to pull back exactly. more people? So, and I also got one from Greater Louisville Inc. Um, Sarah Davisher Wisdom, the president and CEO. She said that you know she. Um, is happy that Papa John's is retaining their employees here. Um, so they're going to support the company, whether it's in a smaller square foot, if it's at their facility they have now, or if it's somewhere else. So, hmm. My main question is, if the address is Papa John's Way, is it still going to be called Papa John's Way? I don't way know. Without Surely Papa they John's? will change How the does name. that? How does that work? 
I think I think it's kind of dumb when they name a, a road after a company because mm, right. I think you're almost daring them to leave. <laughs> well, they have in Bullet County. They had Zappos Boulevard, and then Zappos got bought by Amazon, and no one says Zappos anymore. So it's like yeah. now you got this weird name street. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong about this, so just listeners know that this could be wrong but sometimes i find because i'm looking up like buildings and addresses and stuff all the time and when the address or when the street is called is named after a company like amazon.com boulevard and things like that i find that there's always like another address that is for the same property so sometimes i wonder Mm. when buildings have addresses like that if that that's kind of like Sure, that's uh, its, it's address. It's like ceremonial name. Right, it's like, but actually it's yeah. this name. Hmm. So huh. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that, but maybe yeah, I've I'm never crazy. noticed it. Yeah. I mean, in Amazon.com Boulevard, I think that's in Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, There's one in Bullet County called... Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. And it's in Bullet County. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think Jeff might might have had the same thing, but... Um, oh, no. But, now, yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. how many roads are we... Na- like, why are we naming roads after All companies? All roads are <laughs> Amazon.com Boulevard. <laughs> the, it's, um, yeah, it's a public private partner. <laughs> yeah. Family Scholar House, which is now just family. One of their new campuses is on Kathy Dykstra Way, which is the Kathy Dykstra is the CEO of family. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I see roads get named after people but i don't know it's just it's weird when it's mm. a company could they trademark family <laughs> <laughs> no one can say family no one else could say family <laughs> so david you said you weren't at all surprised by this news i was like at first i was like oh my god you know it's a big deal <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> Oh Just, my god. Yeah, exactly. But then after I started reading your story, Ellie, I was like, of course they're downsizing because that's a huge building and like every office is downsizing. Like our office is too big for our staff now, like because you know, a lot of people work from home. So there's that and then there's just like the whole move to Atlanta that's gone on. So like, I don't know why I expected them to keep this giant building, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when they could probably just lease some space. Courier Journal, that's an example, like company that had a big building and then they, they ended up selling it. Right. So I think like all, all companies are downsizing, all office space is shrinking. It's something we talk about all the time. So, I, you know, yeah, at first I was like, whoa. But then I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense <laughs> that they would do that. Yeah, they also or they also have been in that building for I think twenty five years is what um, one of the local brokers told me. So yeah. they've been there for a long time. Yeah, it was a big deal when they built it because mm-hmm. it was like this, you know, big brand that mm-hmm. was coming up and then building their headquarters here. Oh, but yeah, better days, I guess. I, so. <laughs> yeah. So what what do they have here in Louisville now? Yeah, I think Ellie mentioned it earlier, but yeah, um, IT supply chain legal teams. Uh, are all staying here in Louisville. And that's like they had moved a bunch of stuff to Atlanta before, um, you know, as part of this. They they have this kind of big uh, vision of being a more global company. Atlanta's definitely a more global city than uh, Louisville. I'll, I wouldn't live there. I like Louisville, but, um, but traffic yeah. is atrocious. Oh, traffic. It's hot. Too I don't hot know. all yeah, the time. It's always hot. It's always traffic. I just wouldn't live in Atlanta, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, so they, they're, they're keeping some things that made sense here, like their uh, IT and supply chain, like Louisville's known for supply chain stuff. So, um, so yeah. 
But how did the trend of them leaving Louisville start? So it started when uh, John Schnatter um, left the company, which, you know, we've been over that. It was um, basically he was ousted after um, uh, there was a tape of him um, using a racial slur, uh, which was was put out there. Now, he'll debate how the context of how that racial slur was made. He was saying he was using it as an example, saying someone else said it. But here nor there, he was ousted. <laughs> for <laughs> this incident. Because I was going to be like, David, the PR people are going to come I know, They're going to call because yeah. they call every time. Every we mention, time, yes. Every time we mention this incident. But, you know, I mean, look, <laughs> the, the tape of him saying it is out there. And if you want to li- listen to the context in which he said it, you go right ahead. Just Google it. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but after he was ousted as a result of that incident, um, then they got a uh, they had another CEO for a while, Steve Ritchie, and then they picked up a former RBCB CEO. Um, what's Rob his name? Lynch. Rob Lynch. There you go. Ro- sorry, Rob. Uh, <laughs> we've had Schnatter on the show. We would love to have uh, Rob I'm Lynch. I'm impressed on the show. you can name them all from memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Steve Ritchie is big restaurateur around here yeah. now. Yeah, so he's yeah. like, he's staying in Louisville and he's opened up other restaurants. And he also doesn't want to be associated with Papa John. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we've also had him on the podcast. So, yeah. um, so we need Rob. If you're listening, Rob, which you probably yeah. are. <laughs> which we, we, we assume you we are. Assume you are. <laughs> yeah, even though you're in Atlanta, you're dreaming of accessing Louisville. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he was at Arby's, which is in Atlanta, and then he becomes CEO of Papa John's, and now parts of Papa John's are going to Atlanta. So I assume he's just an Atlanta kind of guy. He didn't want to sell his house. Yeah, he ain't moving. Yeah, he ain't moving to Louisville. So, uh, again, I don't understand why anyone would live in Atlanta. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it's got cool stuff. But it just seems too hot for me. I'm just – I can't stand heat. Um, But, uh, yeah, so he – he uh, kind of has been moving the company down. So blame blame Rob Lynch. Uh, okay, well, I think we have exhausted all of our talking resources on Papa John's and John Schnatter. Um, so we'll shift gears here and talk about movies. Everyone's second favorite topic next to restaurants. Yes. So, David, AMC is now charging for tickets based on where you sit. How does that work? Because I feel like that's not fair. Because some people prefer the front and some people prefer the right. back. Right? Isn't it weird? Like, yeah, that's you it. know. Yeah. I just thought it was. It's not a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's kind of uh, an interesting business idea. I wanted to like throw it on there. AMC operates one theater here in Louisville on Hurstbourne. Stony Brook, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stony Brook. I think it's called AMC Stony Brook. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're they've got this uh, idea to allow uh, customers to pay less or more based on where they sit. And I know a lot of, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but I know a lot of movie theaters are doing like the kiosk where you select your seats or you can select it on their app or whatever. But it, uh, it seems anti-democratic. You know? <laughs> the yeah. movie is like everybody's enjoying something together. Yes. Right. People from different backgrounds and mm-hmm. stuff. Are, but then they're like, yeah, so you have to make something premium, don't right. you? That's you know? one of the few places where people of all classes are people the same. are equal. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're not. Right. <laughs> and I would say, too, I don't even think that one seat is better than the other, especially with right. how huge movie screens are now. Mm-hmm. Like the back is not worse yeah it's not like you can't see very yeah, you well can back still there. See. you can almost yeah. see better in the back in my yeah. opinion but in the yeah. front sometimes it's like you have to 
be staring up. But yeah. that's I hate sitting in the front. Yeah, because like you have to right move your head. Right. I choose <laughs> where to sit based on where other people are sitting because I don't want them around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Especially if they're children. Well, maybe it's like, if it's a seat with like, no one around it, that's more expensive. <laughs> but a seat next to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm gonna, I'm totally 100% going to go see the Mario movie when it comes out, and it'll be full of children, right. and I'll be like, "What are you doing here? The Get Mario here. movie is an adult movie. <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> it's for me, not you. Get out of here. Don't you see Chris Pratt? <laughs> <laughs> Your hands are too small to even play Mario. <laughs> yeah, you can't play Mario. Like I can yeah. play Mario. Um, fun fact: the number one game on my Switch, and this is embarrassing, is Super Mario 3D All Stars, and I've put like 150 hours in it. And I'm sure people would see that and be like, what the hell have you been doing with your <laughs> life to spend that much time playing Super Mario? But You're like, that's what I've been doing. But yeah, life. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's what I've I do. I've been editing I, business first <laughs> and playing Mario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the life, yeah. <laughs> I edit business stories by day, play Mario by day. So. Um, but yeah, so, I, and this, like, I thought this story was just kind of wild it didn't come from from our staff i think it came out of uh where is amc based does anybody know i don't really keep no one knows on no the, one knows on where the amc's movie theater yeah they're everywhere it's a nationwide company so uh uh yeah so it came from uh, our one of our sister properties who had, had this story but i thought it would be a good chance to talk about movies are movie theaters just doomed because there kind of seems to be a sense of that. And I, I thought, like, I just wanted to get your perspective, especially Ellie, because Ellie has... Ellie's an industry insider. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, a long time in the industry. Um, <laughs> I worked at a movie theater for a while, for most of for most of college, and then that was my first job ever, um, so in high school as well. But um, I personally think that as long as Marvel continues to make movies, we will continue to have movies. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A certain kind of movies are going to go to streaming. But, like, I haven't been to a movie all year, but I'm going to go see Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ant-Man. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I was actually just talking about this the other day. So I worked at Village 8, um, which was the second-run movie theater, rest in peace, (laughs) Um, closed in July. But... um, because it was second run, it meant that we kept, like, we had no kind of time limit of how long we could have them, or probably depending on the contract. But um, for Marvel movies, as long as they were popular, we would just keep them. And they were popular for months. Yeah. Like, I mean, we kept, our, like, Avengers Endgame. I think we had that movie for probably close to six months. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, that people was on were forever. Just either, you know, want, ma- wanted to make sure they saw it in theaters because that was a movie people wanted to see in theaters or saw it two, three, four times because our tickets were like $2. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah, Marvel and still is like sells out my... Our James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Avatar it, too. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah. It's still at Baxter. I can't get excited about Avatar yeah. too. But yeah. Like that was really strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have friends that work at Baxter Theater, which is also owned by the same people that own Village 8. And they've had Avatar for a long time. It's like still there. I think it's still going to yeah. be there next week. So this makes sense because I saw um, Doctor Strange multiverse and the Multiverse of Madness, and I think I saw it like two months after it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, now maybe I saw it. At, I can't remember. It was maybe the New Albany Theater, but that's the first run theater, and they had it for like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think there is some some definite. Uh, for Marvel movies and, and big 
you know, blockbuster Top Gun comes to mind. Oh, um, gosh, that, yeah. That was popular for a while. So um, Marvel, James Cameron, and Tom Cruise. Are <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom, yeah, well, I mean, all his movies are yeah. pretty, like, visual, like, no, eye candy. No one needs to see an A24 movie no, on the big A24 screen. Yeah. I can go straight to HBO. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, like, I'm going to just come up with this. What's the dumbest, like, you went to a theater for like a um, for like totally not a, a, a blockbuster. Oh, I know. I, I went to a king's the king's speech. I saw that in the theaters too. <laughs> I'm like, why? Am I, that's so funny. <laughs> we are all such fools. <laughs> I'm like, why am I watching this in the theater? Right. <laughs> it's like dialogue the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Just you want to see uh, Colin Firth stutter on the big screen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just brings it home. <laughs> I don't know. I see a lot of movies in theaters just because I still have a lot of friends at the theater. So I'm able to like see them when I go. So I probably see movies that I do not need to see in theaters. In yeah. theaters. And it seems like the window for streaming is getting shorter and oh, shorter. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can so never guarantee where I'll, it's going to be. I'll think about going to see a movie, and then it'll pop up on HBO Max. Right. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it does sometimes concern me, because I love movie theaters, but it sometimes concerns me when things like Knives Out came out. It only went to, I think, the one by main event. What's that one called? I don't know the uh, one with Escape. Escape. Yeah. 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 It like came to Escape only for like oh, two weeks I didn't know or that, something yeah. or a week. And then it went to Netflix. It's like the pandemic just like kind of like broke movie theaters. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that, I mean, that's a big movie that would have done well yeah. at a theater if it had been able to be there longer. But instead it only came for like a week and then went to Netflix. Yeah. Well, I think Netflix made that. They yeah. invested in it and they yeah. don't care about movie theaters. Yeah. So <laughs> they just want to qualify for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> they probably hate movie theaters. Yeah. <laughs> so. I saw a strange world in November. I was on, I was, in, I was traveling and it was seven o'clock and I needed to kill two hours and strange world was on. So I went there. It's already on streaming. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> and that was Thanksgiving. But, um, uh, anyway, I was going to ask Ellie for some behind the scenes movie theater knowledge. I think you've given us some, mm, but I'm uh, trying to think of any more. <laughs> I will say I, this was at least the case at village eight and it's probably the case at Baxter. Um, the movie theater doesn't make its money at on ticket sales, like for the most part, like it's on concessions. Yeah, mm. and so I wonder if the lack of maybe if less, there maybe if they have less customers or something, they're trying to kind of make up some of that money they lost in concession with tickets. Um, that's a theory, but. I have no idea if that's true. And concessions are getting ridiculous. Oh, like God. My, <laughs> my whole family went out to see the um, Black Panther 2, and I think I paid $20 for a drink and mm-hmm. popcorn. Yeah. yeah, it is ridiculous. Um, when I saw Strange World, they, they brought me popcorn. It's one of those places you order at your seat. And they brought it to me, and they're like, is this warm enough? And I'm like, I eat, like, trash popcorn at home. It's mm. totally warm enough. Right. Don't is this worry. warm enough? That, I've ne- <laughs> I cannot li- imagine okay. being asked that at about Village popcorn. A, the, the popcorn was not warm enough. I could just already know that. Yeah, yeah it was like. <laughs> and we did not ask. I eat, like, tins of popcorn at Christmas time. Don't worry about this. <laughs> I got this. Um, all right, yeah. So, so I'm. I'm hoping that movie theaters stick around. I think it's a fun experience to go to the movie theater. So I'm maybe they won't always be the way they mm-hmm. used to be, but um, I think there's still like an audience for it, like you said. Mm. So was anyone's first date at a movie theater? Or was that just a myth created by movies? First date ever? Yeah. 
God, it was like 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, aren't you're not 50 no I'm not I'm so you're like when I was in negative years <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not 50 um it was a long time ago though yeah probably probably was at a movie theater I think it was a school dance oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually think mine was a movie theater oh but it was Baxter and I probably got him for free oh there you go <laughs> yeah the reason that I asked this is because our next topic is the most romantic uh most romantic restaurant in Louisville. Yes. So you could theoretically go here and then go see a movie and pay extra for special seats yes. on Valentine's you can, Day. Yeah, buy those <laughs> premium seats for your date. Um, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> no, Dave, why don't you tell us what the most romantic restaurant in Louisville is according to one scientific study I can only yes, imagine. very scientific here. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Open Table did a uh, study, study, yeah. in quotes. Whatever uh, Open Table does. Yeah, whatever qualifies as a study from Open Table uh, of the 100 most romantic restaurants in the country and Malone's, which is on Summit Plaza Drive, uh, is was one of the most romantic in the U.S. Ooh. I gasped because that's another example of a company having its own street name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because that's in the paddock shops, but it used to be the Summit. Yes, And it's still Summit Plaza Drive. Anyway, I wasn't gasping at Malone's being the most romantic. (gasps) Malone's? I'm going there next week. (laughs) I just wrote about a new steakhouse opening in the Highlands, Nostalgic, and it's opening on Valentine's Day. Well, there you go. Oh, that's cute. Uh, And I saw that you had that on your headlines but i have not read that yet so i think i'll read about it but uh uh yeah i've actually never been to malone's i love a good steakhouse but uh i've gotten takeout from malone's was it romantic when you got the takeout oh definitely not (laughs) definitely (laughs) your little hearts on your to-go box yeah (laughs) they're like xoxo no it was like it was like (laughs) here's a baked potato and then here we'll have all of your toppings for the baked potato and separate little yeah. containers i wonder how much malone's paid to uh, top that survey yeah mm. you wonder if there's something going on with there, studies yeah. like this well what is everyone's actual like if you were to conduct this study yourself what restaurant would you give this title uh, my wife and i always go to ricky b's cafe uh, but when we were dating, we used to go to Bucks, and the owner of Ricky B's, Rick Bartlett, used uh, used to sing at Bucks for twenty years. Oh, nice! So ah. we just follow him. So we, that's our special occasion <laughs> restaurant. I don't know. Ellie's gonna say Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, honestly, <laughs> definitely Texas Roadhouse. It's so romantic. It is when they say when they do when it's someone's birthday and they have a big old uh, Texas Yeehaw. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get more romantic than that. You could on the jukebox. You can play like whatever uh, romantic song, whatever like you romantic have. country, whatever. Song you want. Yeah, Luke Bryan, <laughs> the yeah. FarmersOnly.com theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I really like Jack Fries. I really like steak and bourbon. Um, I love. Uh, what's that really expensive place downtown at the Gold House? Jack Ruby's. Jeff, Jeff Ruby's. Ruby's. See, again, we're getting Jack all our Ruby, names yeah. confused today. I feel like Jack. No, Jack Ruby. My, did Jack Ruby like he killed, killed Henry? Literally, Henry Oswald. <laughs> yes, he killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't even. Jack Ruby, different guy than Jeff Ruby. Gotcha. Jeff Ruby steaks. Jack Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> 
never mind. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's a great place. Very expensive. Not uh, to bring take it, take out a loan before you go. But uh, but a cool place. Um, definitely, you're paying for a good service when you go there. So. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week's show, unless anybody had any other steakhouse recommendations. I've never eaten at Bucks, but I went there for a story one time, and I thought it was a really cool place. Um, it definitely has a lot of characters, so I would, I would throw Bucks in there, too. They give a uh, – well, when Buck was alive, the original <laughs> Buck, yeah. they, he would give a white flower to all the women that came in and yeah. give them a kiss Ooh. on the cheek. Oh, oh. I see. Yeah, oh, that would absolutely that never happen no, today. Not, not anymore. <laughs> uh, hang on. I got to look this up. But I think I wrote about – I interviewed Buck right before he died. Did um, he give you a flower and no, a kiss but on he, the cheek? No, but he definitely – yeah, he was a uh, – <laughs> He was definitely a very cool guy. He had some great <laughs> stories. Virginia, yeah, he was a southern gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had some great, great restaurant stories, and uh, and uh, he had been uh, he was terminal at the time I interviewed him, and uh, it, it was it was interesting to look back with him. So, um, anyway, I think that is all we have for um, this week's show. Uh, before we go, let's do what we always do and share our social media handles. Um, I guess I'll start with Laurel. Where can people find you on social media? I'm on LinkedIn at Laurel Deppin and on Twitter at BFLU Laurel. Ellie. I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert, and on Twitter at BFLU Eleanor. Michael. I'm on LinkedIn uh, under Michael Jones, and I'm on Twitter at BFLU Michael. It's almost like we have some kind of uh, system, system except I'm going to throw it off mm. because I'm on Twitter under the name DMAN3001, and I am on LinkedIn under my name, David A. Man. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel, Ellie, and Michael. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time. Bye.